Octavia's stint in Lake Ansel may be coming to a close as she is presented with an ultimatum. What does Crag want? What will Octavia do? And can I get a happy 100? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 100th episode of Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm your resident Dungeon Master, Austin. I think I said that wrong. I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master, PhD. PhD. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. We made it. We made it. It's 100 episodes. 100 episodes. It's almost two years. I know. It'll be two years next month. Goodness gracious. Look at us go. It seems like it was just yesterday we were starting. Seems like a lot longer ago than that to me, but time is regardless a fickle thing. We 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 have made it. Mm-hmm. We got there. Congratulations, us. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone who put up with us <laughs> and who has enjoyed, and who has enjoyed, but mostly those who put up with us. <laughs> That's more of a a trial than listening to something you enjoy. That's true. So thank you to all those people who hate our show but listen anyway. <laughs> we appreciate we you. We appreciate you almost more than the people who enjoy it. Yeah, almost. Yeah, maybe? definitely. Let us know if you're one Let of us know if you them, hate the show. But still listen anyway? But just be nice about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but speaking of congratulations, we want to let everyone know that our 100th episode giveaway is now live. Or will be when you hear this. That is correct. I am speaking into the future. So at your time of listening, it will be live. But at the time we have recorded this, it, it is not. not. So again, time is a construct. But in any case, metaphysics aside, it will be live when your ears are receiving these sound waves. And this giveaway contains amazing things, including a custom set of dice created and curated and brought into reality by the amazing sisters over at d20 and this custom set of dice is based off of our logo it'll also feature a edition of tasha's cauldron of everything which has some really cool subclasses some really cool like magic tattoos and then different rules for ancestry and things along those lines and a custom waist up commission by the artist manu i am so sorry if i'm pronouncing that incorrectly and their handle is Aonanas on Twitter and Instagram. So tune into our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. We are on uh, those platforms at Andadai Podcast. And check out the rules of entry. Mm-hmm. Woo! Woo! I think we're the ones who deserve prizes. <laughs> we're the ones who put all the work in. That's true. Why are we giving stuff to other people? <laughs> I have been tempted to keep this set of dice. We should be getting stuff listeners give us things (laughs) well we did get some really cool goodies from d20 along with the dice when they sent them over we got some really awesome of their glow in the dark rogue stickers some of their cool item and spell cards and things like that so true we did get we did get stuff from listeners that's true but we're giving most of it away (laughs) 
That is also true. Just give me like a $20 bill. I'll be happy. Just mail us Just mail us money. Bill. Not that I will ever reveal our address. No, yeah. Should we get a P.O. box so no. people can send us things? Uh, if I knew enough people would send us stuff to <laughs> right. justify the cost of a P.O. box. How much sure. is a P.O. box? I don't know. I, but more than nothing. I'm sure it is more than nothing. Most things you acquire are more than nothing. You know, so. At least requires some effort on someone's part, which I guess could effort. be quantified into money. Yeah, usually. That's what, you know, wages represent. Exactly. So. Yeah. So even if it was just free, taking the effort does constitute some cost. Constitute some cost. Human I effort. guess. Anyway. Going down that rabbit trail. We're getting, we're giving away stuff. Mm-hmm. Come, come take it. Come take if it no off of our it, hands. It's mine. I have dibs. <laughs> I think I have dibs on the dice. If no one enters properly, if you don't read the obscure fine print and all the gotchas that we have included <laughs> and all the clauses upon clauses upon clauses mm-hmm. and do something incorrectly, I've got dibs. <laughs> Austin prevailed upon my uh, skills in his, as an attorney to create a 20-page contract for yes. entry. So, Just so y'all know. Just so y'all know. You know, you probably don't want to enter. It's just too much effort, right? If you've ever purchased a car or a house, you thought those contracts were easy to read. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 dear listener. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm going to have it in six-point font. Gross. And in Comic Sans. <laughs> Even, Even worse, so your eyes will just glaze over. I think I had a dream where someone was giving a presentation in Comic Sans oh, and dear. they didn't know that it was bad. And everyone was like, why did you do that? <laughs> I still laugh when I see businesses weird. that have written their logo in Papyrus. Hey, yeah, it's, Papyrus is not nearly as bad. <laughs> it's just Comic Sans is legitimately a bad font. I mean, it's just actually Papyrus is a, just cliche. Comic Sans is actually just goofy. It's not that bad of a font. Right. It's just made It's almost to never seem... used in goofy contexts. That's true. You can use Comic Sans in a comic. That's, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Comic Sans in a comic. It's always outside of a comic. That's in which true. case, don't do it. Well, we both read so many comics. So I read so many comics. Experience with the font choices. I used to read the, the Sunday Sunday newspaper comics. Yeah, that's true. I did too. Week. Those are fun. I mm-hmm. don't think any of those were Comic Sans, but I could be wrong. I wonder if that was dictated by paper or if it was different per comic strip artist. What font? Yeah. Oh, it's different per artist. Well, I don't know what the parameters with like the difference between like a newspaper comic versus like a comic book series. I wonder if there are different types of like artistic clauses type of thing in those contracts. Nah. I don't know. I'm not an IP attorney. I don't think so. I don't think anyone has juice on fonts and comics who knows who knows not me anyway (laughs) some people out there do some people but i don't want to know so don't tell me (laughs) i also hate black adder never use that font well what do you like sorry i just had to i just had to throw that out there oh you don't like mr bean (laughs) i've never shoot i forget the actor's name uh oh ah because mr bean was also in the Black Adder comedy thing. Oh, it was a comedy group. My God, I like was a British thing. Was one hundred percent trying to be like I do not see the connection there. No, Black Adder, British sitcom, starring Ryan Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson, thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. I was able Who to say also it plays he said it. Mr. Bean. I think I've seen like one instance of Mr. Bean in my whole life. Mr. Bean. Yes, I, I do know what he looks like. My brother was really into Mr. Bean for a while. <laughs> 
Why am I not surprised? Yeah, I don't think you should. <laughs> anyway, any, anything else you got to, to get off your chest before we start this episode? I'm very nervous. The part of the show we call the show. I'm very nervous for this episode. And I do but not why? know what, what will happen. This is one of the first episodes in a while where I think I have an idea of what's going to happen. So. <laughs> well, you've been doing good so far. Yeah. I rarely have an idea of what I'm, what's going to happen when I start. So this is a pretty normal state for me. It shows. Oh! Oh! Ouch! Oh! Oh! Uh, I'm, glo- I'm growing herbs, but no aloe vera. But I should for these burns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Gotta pull out the anyway. old Noxema. Anyway, I'm nervous because I am low on spell slots and want to save my family. So we will see how this goes. We will see how this goes. You are a giant badger. I have to start the episode by reminding everyone what you are, because so often you're not you. That is true. I am me, but in not my humanoid I form. I think last episode I started with you are a spider. Episode before that was probably you were a bird or a rat or something. A weasel, I think it weasel. was. That's true. It has been multiple episode ends and conclusions and beginnings. You were a woozy giant badger who was burrowing away from the Temple of Absalom. You just got a mental ping after escaping from a devious trap, just barely, because the dungeon master felt bad. Uh, that Craig is here. He has your real family. And he wants to talk to you. He says, meet him at the top of the tower. The tower you were just in. You'll get there alive. Or he's gonna start whacking family members one by one. Starting with, yeah, brother. Yep, yeah, brother. I started to say bro and brother, and it kind of came out weird. <laughs> My brother. My brother. My brother. My brother. What are you doing, giant badger? Okay. Burrow, burrow, burrow. Badger, 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 badger. Mushroom, mushroom. <laughs> haven't thought that, about that in a while. I think we actually referenced that the last time I turned it to badgers. Are our listeners too young to know about that? I, know. I don't know. Hopefully not. That was a while ago. I know, but I mean, we're not super old and we know about it. But I don't know how old our listener base is. That's true. I actually don't know. That's a very good question. But am I able to respond well, the creature hears the message in its mind, recognizes you as the sender if it knows you, and can answer in a like manner immediately. So you can answer. Okay. But I wouldn't necessarily be able to get a response back, like if I asked no. a question. Nope. There's a one a call and response, and that's it. Okay. So in her in her mind, which is which is good because she's a badger burrowing through through the earth. So she would if she opened her badger mouth, she'd get a big old mouthful of of roots and little bugs and things like that. Which you would enjoy. Which I probably would enjoy because I'm a badger. Uh, but she responds. Is this limited to like 25 words or something? Or uh, technically, but I'm okay. pretty sure I gave far more than 25 words on the message. So we'll say it's a modified version. Okay, so just good. keep it sounds short. Good. Yes. I just no wanted to know to if I had to, words. like, count on my fingers as I was saying things. Just don't give, like, a paragraph, a couple sentences. Don't become Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says in reply, and she knows this is Craig. As far as you can as tell. As far as I could tell. Because I did hear signed him. off Craig. Right. Okay. She says, I will need proof of life. And because we both have something that each other wants, let us meet at a neutral third-party ground 
where the lake meets the foot of the mountains. I will meet you there. Signed, Octavia. There's a brief respite as you continue digging. Because this is a... Oh, it's actually a third level spell. But we'll say it pings in again, because whoever's sending this ostensibly has at least two third level spells. <laughs> it says, You don't hold any cards. Top of the tower, or your brother dies. Did he give me... He didn't give me a time limit, like... Top of the tower, within the hour, within or your brother dies. Okay. We'll say that. Well, if it's within the hour, then... I am going to... I guess I will first respond. You get the sense there will be no further messages. Oh, there was okay. an air of finality in that. Okay. Well, I will respond with my silence then. If I have to be there within the hour, I am going to burrow upwards. And ostensibly, I will be safe from his forces. Right? Said you would get to the top of the tower alive. Okay. Well, I Alive. guess, since I don't know that, can I take a short rest underground here, if it has to be within the hour? Because short rests can go up to an hour, I'm going to make you roll for it. Okay. Because you've already abused this mechanic once. I didn't abuse it. I just you abused, abused it. it. Abused? Well, you used it, and I don't want it to become abused. So, uh, we'll say because you were underground in a cavity the size of you, you know, it's not like you dug out a room for mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, I'm going to make you roll a hmm, survival check. Okay. To see if you can get a short rest. Comfy Underground. Enough. Still with some drugs working their way out of your system. 14 for a total of 20. 14 for a total of 20. Fine. <laughs> okay. Awesome. I'm also going to spend some hit die and heal myself. You can't do that in badger form. Can I not do that? Well, this is polymorph. That's, this that's is what different I established from wild. Time. You are not. You are in a different body, so okay. you cannot heal your other body. Okay, that's that is true. You did mention that, and I just forgot. Sorry I about did. That. I just forgot. Okay. In the same vein of not abusing mechanics. Under- totally understandable. All right. Well, then um, she will burrow. After after her rest, she kind of stretches out and she will burrow. I mean, towards the towards the main entrance to the temple, and will pop out there. Unless it's going to take me too long. Yeah, you can pop up in the street. Oh wait, actually, in a ditch. A few questions before I actually do that. How big is the box that Jasulka's, you know, lair was in again? It's a chest. So, is it like the big antique chest that I have, or yeah. is it a smaller, like keg-sized chest? No, it's a pretty big chest. Okay. Is it something that Carhoon and his amazing strength could carry? I mean, you picked it up to put it in the bag somehow. True. Probably not for super long because it's a big, heavy chest. But like he could carry it for a little while. Probably. How long did the short rest take? Enough time that you don't have much time to do anything else. Okay. I'm just, just trying to get all the... I don't usually prep very much, so I'm just trying to make sure I'm being smart as I go in here. Okay, so I'm actually going to pop out from burrowing, um, like, behind the temple. Is there, like, a little 
The temple is in the middle of the in city. In the middle of the city. It's very prominent. It's very There's prominent. not like... Would there be somewhere that I could burrow to quickly that's like not super, super prominent? Your burrow speed is 20 feet, so no. No. Okay. Well, I will... Jeez. Is there somewhere close that on land I could get to relatively privately from around the temple? Um, what? Like if I if I burrow up to the surface, pop out. You don't you don't know. You'd okay. have to get to the surface first. Okay. Well, I will just burrow to the surface behind the temple and pop out of the ground. Okay. You pop out of the ground, and there are various patrols wandering everywhere. You see one a couple feet away screaming at a bush. They're like, "Is it you? Is it you?" And you see like a rabbit running away. <laughs> I don't think it's it. I don't think it's her. I saw a squirrel over there. Maybe, maybe that. I don't know. There's too many critters around here. <laughs> okay. Are you trying not to be seen? I would like to try to not be Roll seen. Roll a stealth check. Let's see how stealthy giant badgers are. Oh, no less stealthy than I. Natural eight for an eight. You pop up and this group goes running after a squirrel in a tree over there. But another one, uh, another group of two hobgoblins will say, round the corner and say, that's a big badger. And they rush over to you. They say, are you, are you a druid? Are you, are you her? If it's you, blink twice or just become a person again. Can I try a, like, deception check to try to convince them that I'm just a badger and I'll just, like, walk, waddle away slowly? Or like how a natural, a badger would act? You can try. It's going to have to be very good. Nope, nine. Okay, one's like, should we just stab it? I think that, that turns them back. If you just kill kill this one, it turns back into the person. The other one's like, I mean, badgers aren't very nice anyway. I pulled out a sword. I will un... I will let go of the polymorph spell. And I will say... Oh, we were right. Hey, high five. <laughs> two hobgoblins. We'll high get five. a promotion for sure. Yeah. I'm one day away from retirement. And uh, Octavia will say, I have been promised safe passage by Crag. Crag. Yeah. Crag. Cra- Crag. Crag. How dare you dismerge the name of our supreme commander. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why we're looking for you. Great. Don't attack me. We w- Unless, look, the worst thing that would have happened is you'd be right here now. Otherwise, we would have just, you know, killed a badger. There's more badgers to go around. Come on. Okay. Um, no sudden hey. movements. All right. I you just... have to get there alive, not necessarily unmaimed. We've got our eyes on you. True, and I You've have killed a lot of my friends. You've killed a lot of my friends. Have I? Me specifically. Well, mm, I find I, that hard to believe. Have I killed some of your friends specifically? I'm a, I'm a new recruit. I'm a private. I just joined the forces. So, no. This is my first action. So I probably haven't killed any of your specific friends. I had friends. a lot of friends older than me, so they've all been around for a while. Let's get going. Okay. But before we go, I, I'm i going to reach into my bag, just so uh, you know. Uh, uh. Just so you know, I'm not Sword. Making, any, making any sudden movement. Hmm. And I'm going to pull the trunk out of the bag. What's that? Hobgoblin 1 asks you. A trunk. Is that a bomb? No. Are you sure? Yes. And she is going to... I think to she's lying to us. On Absalon's honor. That name means nothing here anymore. I think that you will find it still does. And she will knock on the top of the lid. Mm-hmm. And open it. Mm-hmm. And gesture for Carhoon to come out. Carhoon pops his head out. And she'll put her hand to her lips. Boy, am I glad. 
Oh, things didn't go well, did they? She shakes her head. Oh. Who, are, who, are the, who are your new friends? Um, I don't think we've had the opportunity to introduce ourselves, uh, gentlemen. My name's Octavia, and yours are... Grab bag. And the other one says... <laughs> Grab bag? Grab bag. <laughs> uh-huh. And shish kebab. Which one's the private? Shish kebab. <laughs> and, and what rank is grab bag? Major. <laughs> Major grab bag and... Uh, Garhoon, these are my friends. Major grab bag and... Uh, friends is a bit forward, don't you think? Private. We just met. Shish kebab. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so what's the... He puts his hands over his head. Look, I... You don't have to kill us. Um, we're, we're okay. We're cool. We're all cool here. Garhoon. We are going to the top of the tower, and Crag is meeting us there. And we have been promised safe journey to the top of the tower where, supposedly, my family is. Okay. Um, why don't I get out? Sounds good. He hops out. And then she'll be like, can you carry this for a little while? Sure, it won't be very heavy, because it's, you know, empty in there. Exactly. Exactly. He winks, not so subtly. (laughs) Closes the lid. Yeah, I'll just uh, hold on to this empty chest. (laughs) Don't milk it too much. Oh, sorry. Am I overdoing it? I think you're good. Okay. (laughs) And Octavia will be like, okay, um, take us to Crag. Private shish kebab walks behind you. Major grab bag walks in front of you they start leading you around the outside of the temple along the way major grab bag shouts to another hobgoblin he's like we we got her it's okay you can call off the search some other hobgoblins and orcs and goblins are like all right spread the word and they disperse the two hobgoblins lead you around the front of the temple waltz in the main doors where you see a familiar looking uh, uh ground floor right in front of the reception desk there's lots of other creatures lounging about that look like they're kind of off-duty. Orcs, goblets, hobgoblins, kobolds, lizards, other things, minotaurs, bugbears, man, little, little frog people, big frog people, fish people, all sorts of people. They all kind of eye you as they're cutting an apple with a knife and eating it directly off the knife like cool people do in movies. And I'm, just, I'm definitely just imagining the scene in Mulan where it's the camp of, of people doing all of their stuff at the very beginning. Yeah, kind of. Shish kebab and grab bag lead you back to a stairwell that you know goes up. And they start leading you up. We will follow. Yep. A lot of flights of stairs. Am I able to do a like retroactive insight check on the crag saying that he has my family? Or is there is that even possible to do over something where I can't see their face? I'm gonna or... say you you can't tell. Yeah. You go up fifteen flights of stairs. Or rather fourteen flights of stairs to get to the fifteenth floor. Major grab bag stands at the door, says, Okay. We're gonna let you through here. That's where Craig is waiting for you. Uh, we have orders not to uh not to enter. Just I don't know what's in there, but I'm not wishing you good luck, because we're bitter enemies. I'm we just, don't have I'm just kind of curious, you know. 
We've never done this with a prisoner before, so I'm sure he's got something special planned for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, private, and they both open one of the double doors and kind of push the two of you through. Okay. The door is closed behind you. You step into a room, ivory white floors, polished. There's kind of a dip in the center where an altar sits. You can see two chairs on either side of it. It's not really a table, but it's kind of being a makeshift one. You look around the room, and it's pretty stark, bare, and white. There are windows all around, kind of like the Space Needle. Big floor-to-ceiling windows with just some, you know, pillars in between supporting them. At the far end, you see a single figure, back turned to you. Tall, imposing, armored. You can make out a fiery red sheath on its hip. And a new addition, a large shield slung across his back with a beautiful black opal in the center. (gasps) Oh no! To his left, you see three humanoid figures kneeling, hooded, in front of a window. And you notice that that window is no longer there. It is open to the air. You and Carhoon step inside, Carhoon holding this large box. The figure, who you assume to be Crag, says, I envision this meeting a bit differently, but perhaps it's fitting that we're meeting here as equals. No one prisoner of the other, no one in the, uh, you know, obvious position of power, even though I suppose I do hold most of the cards. I just want to talk to you. You might be wondering if I'm planning on killing you. I'm not yet, and I'd prefer not to kill your family. If killing you was my goal, let me tell you, I would uh, go about it in a different way. I'm here because I want to talk. I think things have gone on long enough between the two of us. And it's time we had a nice chat, you and me, just the two of us. I could have killed you in Montagnon, but I saw something when I looked into your eyes, like our paths didn't end quite there, so why don't you come and sit? You could tell your friend to wait there, which involves the two of us. He turns around, and you could see a big, imposing, orcish figure. Mm-hmm. Nice armor, the dragon blood. Uh, symbol emblazoned on the chest piece. A helmet that's kind of like a Batman cowl that covers. It goes from the nose up, but leaves the, the jaw unmasked. You can see the greenish skin and the little kind of tusk pieces. Cool. <laughs> he starts walking towards the center where there are these two chairs around this altar. Can I first do an insight check on him saying he doesn't want to kill me? Mm-hmm. 18. Still kind of hard to read because his back was turned and you can't see most of his face, mm-hmm. but you think, you know, why go to all this trouble when it could have ambushed you halfway up the tower? Yeah. Okay. You think he, he probably wants to talk. May, killing you might not be off the table eventually, mm-hmm. but for right now. Okay. Um, before she makes any moves, she'll be like, I need proof that all of my family members are alive. Ah, yes. Ever the pragmatist, right? He walks over to the three kneeling figures and pulls the bags off one by one, and you can see your father, your mother, and your brother, Anthony. 
they all kind of shake and, and blink their eyes as the bags are ripped off and they look at you. They're gagged, but you can hear them. Okay. You think they look like that. He says, and uh, just uh, one second, he snaps his fingers and the doors behind you swing open. Another hobgoblin, a different hobgoblin, walks into the room. He's holding a large silver mirror. Craig nods and he puts it down on the table. The uh, hobgoblin stands in front of it and casts a few incantations and the mirror shimmers and you see a small room and a figure who looks like your sister Celia sitting in a room alone. I had to have an insurance policy, I'm sure you understand, in case things don't go the way I wanted them to go. She's safe, and if things go well, you'll be reunited with her soon enough. Just keep that in mind. How do I know that she's alive in there? How do I know that this isn't just a a mirage, a something magical that you've made to, to look like her? Crack motions again at the... Uh, the hobgoblin wizard you now recognize big pointy hat with stars and <laughs> moons on it classic it's like a little broom like not uh hilted not li- <laughs> like a sword would be but it's a little broom nods his head closes his eyes mutters a few things under his breath and you can see the uh, image in the in the mirror another figure walks in to the frame kind of shakes your sister it looks to be you can't exactly tell because it's wearing enough you know, armor, helmet, whatnot, but probably another hobgoblin or on a work or something like that kind of shakes your sister on, on the shoulder and she starts and, and looks up and looks around. Can't really see what she's looking at because yeah. there's no real camera. And then it, it walks over to where, you know, this viewing window would be and holds up today's newspaper. <laughs> the Lake Ansel Times. Lake Ansel Times. Okay. Would I be able to, as the wizard is incanting the incantation try to catch what the incantation is it was you roll an arcana check 18 you think it's another sending spell okay would i have been able to catch the incantation the the wizard first said to make the it's pretty obviously a scrying spell okay now shall we sit he motions for the wizard who grabs the mirror and so she's not in the mirror they're just scrying on her and through the mirror to a different location. Okay. I definitely for a second thought it was that mirror prison. Oh, no, no, no. The magic item. So, okay. No. He says, your sister has been held in an undisclosed location. She is safe. All right. The wizard leaves, picks up the mirror, walks out the door, shuts behind you. Now, shall we sit? Carhoon, wait here. Be careful. I will. And I will do first a perception... Check for traps <laughs> in between me and the table. Make sure that the as I walk towards the floor doesn't just like you know. <laughs> Thirteen. Craig sees you eyeing it. He's like, I didn't bring you all the way up here to try to get you with another stupid floor trap. He walks all the way around the table, kind of stomps his feet. You evaded my other trap. That's why we're meeting here in this manner. Now, can we please sit and talk? Surely you can understand my caution as she walks forward. Oh, I I appreciate your caution. I would do the same. But I'm truly not here to harm you right now. And she will sit at the table. Altar table. He sits down. Sitting across from you. Just a couple feet. Big white stone altar in between you. Tell me something, Octavia. That is your name, yes? It is. What do you think that I am? 
murderer, tyrant, conqueror, killer. Probably a combination of all those things. Hmm. It's fair that you think that, but let me tell you exactly what I am. I am a pawn in some cosmic game. A chess piece. It's about to be thrown out when my usefulness runs out. And let me tell you something. I don't like being a pawn. And let me tell you something else. You're the same thing as me. Another pawn. A bit of dust flung at each other by beings who honestly couldn't care less about our lives, our livelihoods. And I don't know about you, but quite frankly, I'm getting tired of it. Let me tell you a story. Let me paint you a paint you a word picture here. Mm-hmm. Please don't interrupt. I'm I'm very nervous. <laughs> I can see like a single bead of sweat, like. Let me tell you a story. I was born to an orcish mother. I always felt different from the rest of the, the tribe, the clan, whatever it is you want to call it. Found out later, when I was old enough to understand these kinds of things, that my father was not an orc. He was a human. I never met him. Perhaps he was ashamed of what he had wrought on the world, but at this point, I, I don't think I'd care to meet him, even if, if you, even if he wasn't. My mother did her best to raise me, but <clears throat> let's be honest, you kind of know where this story is going already, don't you? The orcs never really accepted me as one of their own. You know, weak, outcast, a half-breed. So when I was old enough, I left. Tried to make my own fortune, tried to make my own life. I tried living among the humans for a time. Tried out the elves, the dwarves. More of the same. They were perhaps a bit more polite about it. A bit better at couching their distaste, but... I was never truly one of them. I was never truly accepted into the fold as much as I tried and as useful as I proved I could be, but was never quite good enough. But again, this isn't a unique story. I'm not the first outcast, half-breed, half-orc, and I certainly won't be the last. But after some time doing this, I decided to uh, not just accept my lot in life, or rather maybe take my lot in life and, and use it to my own benefit. I decided to make something of myself. If I was going to be set apart from everyone I encountered, I decided I was not going to be an outcast or, or a pariah. I would be special, maybe a savior, a, a messiah, someone outside who was going to unite something, something bigger than myself. I was going to take everyone's conceptions of me and use it against them to my own benefit. And long story short, I found myself here. I've certainly built something, I've certainly made something of myself, but let me tell you something else. I find out, after a long hard life and 15 years of leading this war, I've been played, Octavia. I've been used, cast out yet again, and I know you know what that feels like. By who? Oh, I'm getting there. There's more to this story. But before I tell you the rest of it, I think I need to come clean with something. I saw something in your eyes in Montagnon that 
stopped me from killing you then and there. You were a nuisance at that point, but you've certainly only grown to be more of a nuisance to me in the time since then, and yet here I am not wanting to kill you where you sit. You know, ever, ever since that day, I decided to find out who you were. I've done my research. I've talked to plenty of people, had my best divinists see what they could see in the mists. Tell me about your name, Octavia. What you are. What's the origin? Why, why, why did your parents give you this name? The Sinclair family... The Sinclair family comes from a long line of folks, of women who have been touched by one of the three. As... As you can see in my eyes, I'm, I'm not human either, even though both of my parents are. I am the eighth. I am the eighth in the Sinclair line to have, have divinity placed upon them without any consent or, or question or any sort of, is this okay? And of course, my middle name is is after my mom over there, and I and I bear her name with pride. Lovely woman. Even though I've been a disappointment to her, I know. That is my name, Crag. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is where I come from. The eighth of your kind, chosen by the gods. Yeah, I can. I could see it. What is it? You know, no pupils? That's right. Yeah. Makes me wonder how you actually see, but... Magic is a funny thing, isn't it? Something like that. Well. Let me tell you, and your parents... He looks over at them. Something. He looks at Marguerite across the room and says, You were deceived, Marguerite. Your daughter here, Octavia... She's not the eighth of your kind. You're the ninth. And Craig takes off his helmet. And you see shoulder-length black hair tumble down from the top of his head. And where it should come to rest, it instead flows gently back and forth as if a breeze were blowing across this room, but you can feel no such thing. And then he looks up at you, dead in the eyes, and you can see a pair of piercing green irises with no pupils. We're more similar than you might think, Octavia. We're the same thing. But I was never supposed to be. I guess the three made a mistake, got some wires crossed, and when they saw me, they cast me out as well. I say I am the eighth. I am the eighth in the Sinclair line. I'm not saying there have never been any others. What have there been? Have you heard of any others? And let me tell you something else. Do you want to know where I grew up? I think you're going to tell me regardless. The LSR Forest. Tell me, that's where your clan comes from, is it not? Yes. I never knew my father, as I said. Perhaps he was in Sinclair. I'll never know. But we're connected. I can tell you that. 
And when I saw you, it was like looking into my own eyes, and I knew everything you had been through. The gods don't really care about you, just like they don't care about me. But at least you were more palatable to them, I guess. I had been touched by divinity like you. When I left my clan, I started having visions. Creatures speaking to me. Sometimes they were animals, sometimes they were something weirder and worse. And they were telling me the same thing, that the gods had abandoned me, that they didn't want me, that they made me and threw me aside, but they also told me something else. They told me that I could still find my purpose. And they led me to someone else. You might know him. The Lord of Violence, Tsar Navon himself, ruler of the Plain of Wrath, Archdevil. They led me there and promised me revenge against the gods who made me and threw me out. Revenge against everyone who had wronged me, all those who rejected me all my life, cast me aside. Well, I was eager for revenge, a young buck, angry at the world. I may have made some choices, and those choices led me to my good friend, and he pats the sword at his side. I think you know what I've been, what what I'm talking about, and in fact, I think you've been busy. I see some new gemstones with you. Mm -hmm. It led me to Ignorox. They told me with the power of an archdevil and a dragon combined, I could do many great things that with these powers combined I could get the revenge I had sought for so long I could be something special so you pledged yourself for to another in order to get power to have revenge on someone who allegedly already cast you aside isn't that already just kind of playing into another more powerful being's hands As I said, young buck, angry at the world, I saw power, and I took it. I wasn't necessarily considering the ramifications, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so, we already have a certain amount of natural abilities that comes with this, this particular form. And with... The power that Ignorox granted me, ooh, I felt like I could do anything. And so, under his influence and Zarnavan's help, I traveled across Moir, secretly amassing a coalition, an army, what you see before you today, binding them all together through my personality, through the power of this dragon, this devil. They gave me the words and the influence to amass a, an allegiance, the likes of which had not been seen on this plane, well, ever, really. I was told that the gods cared about control. That if we could wrest control of Moir from their hands, they would have no choice but to come down here and make their presence known. I'm no student of history, but they've done it once before. When their creation was wrested away by the dragons and they came down here to set things right, except this time we were going to be ready for them. 
we would use this army, use this coalition to do exactly what the dragons done. Push the creation of the gods back to the breaking point, and then when they tried to step in and clean things up at the last second, banish them. Send them away. Cast them off as they had cast me off. But I had been deceived. When I met you, you you might be wondering why I have been at this war for 15 years and I only have one of these five dragons, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like I would have had plenty of time to find them. Why, why now? Well, it appears to me that you are the gods stepping in. And when I met you at Montignon and saw the artifact... I realized that there was more. And I realized that both Navon and Ignorox had hidden these other sources of power from me for 15 years. Perhaps I should have read my history more, but little is known about these things anyway. And it occurred to me that they did this to keep me weak, to keep me manageable. Because as soon as I used up my usefulness they were going to cast me aside once again with too much power I could become a nuisance to them and so here I am an army 15 years of war under my belt the civilizations of this continent pushed into hiding at their breaking point I should be on top of the world, victory is within my grasp, but here I am realizing that I am still nothing more than a pawn. Still the same as I've ever been, and I'd really like to not be anymore. I've spent 15 years, more than 15 years really, crusading for my revenge, and now I'm realizing that there is no revenge to be had, the gods are not coming. You are their hand, and if I kill you, they'll pick another to take your place. <sighs> I've handed Moir on a silver platter to these archdevils. Hmm. But I think you have some idea of what I'm talking about, no? Because you're a pawn just like me. Tell me, how many times in this quest have you nearly been killed? How many times have your friends nearly been killed yes they've told you that you're not the only option that if you die they just replace you right yes Hmm. that's because they don't care about you they don't care about me they don't care about really anyone except controlling their dominion why do you think they let the dragons push all of those those elves back underground before they decided to step in. Hmm? I could kill every last human on this plane, and I don't I don't think they'd care until I'd killed every last human, dwarf, and elf. And then probably still fooled around with the devils for a few years, and then they might deign to come down. But only because they'd have lost control. So here's Sorry, were you going to say something? I know I've been monologuing a bit. You keep saying that you've been abandoned by the three, and what makes you think that? Because, first of all, you're here. 
Have there ever been two of your kind at the same time? Hmm? Not that I know of, but like hmm. you, I am not a student of history. Carhood's like, no! <laughs> not as far as I know. She's not! She's not. <laughs> because while we're the same, we, we are different. You have some guide, some guardian, some hand of the the three in your life, yes? I have. I've never. I was given these powers, touched at birth, and flung away trying to figure out exactly why I looked different, why I acted different, and no one came along and said, Hey, Crag, it's because you're like a demigod, and you have a great future ahead of you. No, no, I was left to scrounge. (laughs) No one ever said that to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Then why are you here? Who led you to that belt? Hmm? I might have had someone who communicated with me. Yes, I know about your friend. But they never said that I was bound for great things, or what I am, or anything like that. Well, then Were you you listening? Was I listening to you or to your friend? What? Were you listening? My friend never speaks to me in as clear words as we're saying now. Were you listening for a voice that might not have been so easy to understand? Or say the things that you wanted to hear. I have been searching for my purpose for my entire life. So if there was an answer out there, I would have found it. But I think that just goes to show that we're more alike than we may think. Probably. I'll I'll be honest with you. I don't necessarily regret this war. I think the, uh, the, what you call monsters of this world, maybe they deserve better. Maybe they don't deserve to all live in swamps. But I also realize that I have been manipulated into this to the detriment of both of us. And let me finish out my story. Hmm? Go ahead. There's a greater threat to this plane than my armies. Okay. Is it the devil you invited to work with? I did not invite this devil to work with. This devil invited me. But yes. As I have come to learn, these archdevils had been sealed into the abyss after the judgment. Thrown away, door shut, locked in the key, disintegrated. You know, the three doing what they do. And that might be one choice. I Perhaps I, I agree with it. They couldn't escape, but uh, they may have found some loopholes. And my work on this plane may have loosened their bindings to a degree. To the point where it may only be a matter of time before they are able to escape. You may think me a fool. That's fine. I don't really care what you think of me. But that door needs sealed. I can't do it. You can't do it. But together, we might be able to. Because I think we're two sides of the same coin. And I think I can offer you something that you've been looking for your whole life. Free will? I know it's not 
easy to be in the position you're in. And I've been looking for a way to remove this burden from me for quite some time. And I think together, the two of us, touched by divinity, holding the entirety or half of the sacred tribunal between the two of us, we have more power than has been amassed on Moir since the judgment. I empathize with the people in my army. I don't want to lead them to ruin. And I'm sure you don't want your people to be led to ruin either. If this goes on much longer, both our kinds will be doomed. So let me give you a proposal. I need your help. Again, you may think me a fool. Don't really care. I know I've made a mistake. Influenced by beings of power beyond my imagining. And they're coming. And they're coming soon. And if that happens, both of our kind... Well, I think you can use your imagination. But at the same time... I think we can break our bonds. We can achieve our purpose. Save this plane, as I know you're apt to think of your calling as. And then be free of this burden that has haunted us our whole lives. And we can just live out the rest of them in peace. Doing what we want, not what they want. Not what Absalom wants, not what Zarnaven wants, not what any of them wants, what we want. And I know that is what you want. Because I want it too. So then what would your purpose be? If mine is to save this plane, what's yours? Oh, that's... Also to save the plane. Oh, for sure. Yes, definitely. So that purpose that you were seeking, seeking out all those years. I've come to realize that purpose is a myth. Mm Mm-hmm. I may be an instrument in saving this plane, but I was the instrument in leading it to this point. At this point, I just want to find a nice bungalow. Heck, I'd be happy with the sweet release of death at this point. But I've led a lot of people here. And if I just fade into the background and try to live out my days in some swamp, those days won't be very... Long, and I'll have doomed both of our kinds. Now, you might be tempted to say, Screw you, Crag, walk away, but let me tell you, you'd also be dooming them, he points at your family, yourself, everyone you've ever cared for, everyone you've never cared for, basically everyone. So how does this not just make me your pawn? You can say no, you can walk away. I've been a pawn my whole life, you have too. I can uh, live with being one for a few more days, if that means we both can walk away free. You've been struggling with this burden your whole life. It can be gone. We can take it away 
We can sever that connection. You can get your pupils back. Your hair will stop moving. You won't have some annoying little conscience poking at the back of your mind, telling you, go here, find this dragon soul. Put your life in danger again and again and again because of some grand design that that we have for you. Hmm? Help me save both of our people from my mistake. And I'll help you free yourself. Because I think that's what you want. Haven't you done enough for people other than yourself? Why don't you just give me all of your soul artifacts and I'll do it on my own? Why do I need you? Why do you need me? Two is always better than one, isn't it? We're symbiotic, I think. I think you need me just as much as I need you. I could give you this sword and this shield, and you could march down into the Shadowfell and approach that door and try to reseal it and try to fight off whatever horrid creatures may be guarding it right now. But I think you might perish. I think you would. So you keep saying about severing this connection. Yes. How would resealing the door sever my connection with the three? Oh, resealing the door is only part of it. Resealing the door ensures that this plane... Well, it ensures you have something to return home to. Mm -hmm. Severing the connection is a separate process. You see, since I've realized what a fool I've been, I've been doing a fair amount of research. The conduit from the abyss to this plane lives in the Shadowfell. The power is not directly channeled through. And there are means by which we can cut off that connection to separate the two planes further than they currently are to ensure that, well, there's no more communication. The same works with you. Your your connection is to Aetherius, yes? It flows through the Feywild into the material plane. We can sever those connections. We can ensure that the devils don't overrun this plane. And we can come back here, have a nice glass of champagne, negotiate a treaty to end this war, and go about our lives. You're right, I have... I have struggled with... Knowing that one day I would be called to do something. That one day my chip would be turned in. Is today that day? No. That day was when I first met the self sitting behind me. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Karun waves. And since then I have almost died regularly and I've seen people I never thought I'd become friends with die. And I was I was the only one who could right now do something about why I was seeing all of these friends die and me almost dying. And I hated that. 
But what was I going to do? Just let my family be overrun by your army? Just sit by? So you might say I didn't have free will. And I definitely didn't think I did. But I did have a choice. To be selfish. Keep my life safe. And let Moir burn. And even now you would say that, oh, well, even having the choice, the choice is between a choice and a non-choice. Because you know my character, it wouldn't be to just let the, the con continent burn. So in essence, that isn't free will either. <laughs> but a being needs to eat and drink to survive. And so they eat and drink. And they have free will in eating and drinking. But that is also the same choice and non-choice. Because not to eat and not to drink would similarly be to die. And bringing myself closer to death time after time was my way of choosing not to die. And my way of choosing not to let those that matter to me die. And so, in essence, I'm a pawn of my family. And she looks over. I'm a pawn because of their love. I'm a pawn because I love them and I won't just let them die. So sure, maybe you could say I'm a pawn of the three. But any person, whether they're a member of your army or whether they're here from Lake Ansel, as long as there's something that they care about, they're a pawn to that thing. Life? Food and drink? Warns our Navon's case. Desire to consume... So you are not incorrect when you say that both of us are pawns. But you are incorrect when you surmise to what you are a pawn. You are also a pawn to your own wanting of revenge. And you've placed yourself in this situation. That may very well be true. But it doesn't change that this is the situation we are in. And I've told you, I really don't care what you think of me. I, I've had people think so poorly of me my entire life. I'm pretty much numb to it by now. But if you want to talk about oh, oh, being oh, oh. a slave I to your family... If you are so numb to what other people think of you, or other beings think of you, your entire quest for revenge is a contradiction then. Because you want revenge by because you were cast out by beings. Which means... That oh, you fine. care so deeply about what other people think of you. Is that the reason you started the whole war? Well, fine then. Maybe I'm just a sensitive soul who didn't like being picked on my entire life. No one would like that. So I don't blame you for that. But let's be real here. I'm being real with you and you've brought me here and... No, let's, let's be real. If you want to talk about being a slave to your family, let's remind you of the fact that I have your sister, the person you care about more than anyone on this whole entire world. So you're going to help me. And if you don't want this connection severed, that's your choice. I was going to offer you something I thought you wanted, but apparently you don't. You like just being a plaything for the gods. That's fine. But I'm not going to have all of the people I've led to this point it overrun all right oh, how's I, that sound i wasn't 
saying I wasn't necessarily agreeing with you. Oh, good. Or agreeing to help you. It I was, kind of sounded like you were going that way. Oh, so no. I wasn't sure. I just wanted to point out the fallacy of your, oh, no, I don't care about anyone's anyone's opinion of me. You know what? Argument. That really doesn't endear you to me. Well, as you've already said, you don't care, so. That's true, but you just come off as petty when you do that. <laughs> well, I've admitted that I've made some very bad choices leading up to this point. We don't really have to rehash all of them now, do we? I have an intelligence of nine, I believe. <laughs> I am a great fighter. I'm actually a pretty dang charismatic leader. I've united more of these, as you call, monstrous races together than anyone ever has before, so much so that we have pushed every single group of so-called civilized peoples to nearly extinction, okay? I'm kind of great, but I've made some bad choices, and I'm admitting that now, because I don't want to see this whole place doomed because of those bad choices. I don't either. I think my people... You know, maybe, maybe you guys don't need to kill orcs every time you see them. I don't know. You know, yeah, the orcs have had their problems, and they've killed a lot of humans upon seeing them, too. Yeah. We both have our issues to work out. And maybe this war has brought some of that to light. Maybe it didn't need to go on 15 years, but hey, here we are. There are bigger things happening right now. And believe me, if I was not the one to do all of this. If it wasn't Crag's army, you better bet it would be Grab Bag's army or Shish Kebab's army or uh, I don't know Jingle Butt's army. <laughs> because we're all we're all pawns. We can't, we can't escape it, can we? Maybe we can. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, I am not unique here. This war was going to happen whether I was leading it or not. So maybe we can stop it now. If... Just like hearing about how... Even the, the, the person who is leading the army against... You know, which she's been fighting so hard and to have... To hear that leader be like, oh... This was a pointless war. Maybe it shouldn't have happened. I regret starting it. Blah, blah, blah. I just have to say, even if it hadn't been you, even if it had been grab bag or, or shish kebab, you can't not take some of the consequences of your actions. Oh, I'll take the consequences. I appreciate that you've admitted you've made mistakes. But unfortunately, admitting that's not going to bring my sister back. Let me be clear. From what I understand, your sister wasn't killed because of this war. Secondly, I've made some mistakes. But as I said, this war may be... I've made some mistakes in this war. I don't necessarily know that this war was one of them. Look at all of the people you've been fighting. Where have they been? Pushed off into the forests, into the swamps, at the bottom of the ocean? 
shoved as far away from the civilized light as possibly could be. Hmm? What do you as mean? As I said, that? I, I think, I think perhaps they deserve better. What do you mean that my sister didn't die because of this? In my understanding of your backstories, she was not killed, like, because of the war. Those were just random orcs in the forest. But it... That was before the war. Yeah, just a little bit, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe those orcs are in my army now, but they weren't at that point. (sighs) Has the war happened or not, your sister's still dead. Sorry. If I work with you... We are going to negotiate a treaty before we do anything. That's not going to happen. And why not? One, because we don't have time. I have someone literally with the plane shift spell ready to go. Like, now. Negotiating treaties takes a long time. Especially if it's, you know, elves involved and orcs involved. It's just, it's... It's going to take at least a few weeks, and I'm afraid we don't necessarily have that much time. What assurance can you give me that you will hold up your end of the bargain? Um, the fact that you're alive here seems like a pretty good indication of my faith. I will let your family walk out of here, unharmed. The whole city, they could go. Your family, book it, out. Then go back to whatever hole the, the rest of the people in this, in this continent are, are holed up in. They're free. Because you want the conduit closed as well. Yes. So, again, sure, I'm alive now, but once I have served the purpose of helping you, what is to keep me alive? And, again, for you to hold up your end. Because I, I need your help. If I could close this conduit on my own, do you think I, I wouldn't have done that? Right, I mean, after we close it, what's to keep you to your word of negotiating a treaty? I, and not just continuing to, you know, trundle across Moir and, and point yourself king of the continent. Because I think negotiating a treaty is the best way to get everyone what they want at this point. Okay. I could continue to pursue a complete military dominion of this place. I might even win. In fact, I I have a pretty good chance of winning at this point. I could do that. A lot of my people would die. A lot of your people would die. A lot of my people would die. A lot of people would die. In this... I believe we have a, a unique position of power right now. That might mean we can... I think if your people were presented with the opportunity to negotiate a treaty, they would be amenable to it at this point if we push our luck. Maybe we'll win. We we might even. But perhaps we wouldn't. Or perhaps the losses would be so great that, you know, what kind of victory would it be? Here, I think we can get some of what we want. Can I do an insight check on him? Sure. 28. I think he's being generally honest. Does it seem like he's hiding anything? No. The other reason is, let's be honest, I'm tired of this. We've been fighting for 15 years. 15 years, that's a long time. It's a lifetime, almost. Yeah. 
It's a long time, and I'm tired of it. I just want to retire in my bungalow. If I can get the people I've led a better position in life, if I could get myself out from under this cosmic game that I've been in my whole life, I'll count that as a win. Do you know how to seal this door? It requires your help, but I was the one who loosened it. I'm the one who can shore it up again. How? Well, we have to go there and fix it. Right. How do we fix it? With a hammer and nails. I'll show you when we get there. I prefer to know more about the place. Maybe the dungeon master hasn't planned that far in advance, okay? (laughs) Sorry. Do you want me to come up with some magical mumbo jumbo? <laughs> no. We have to perform the. the, 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 the. <laughs> She's just trying to, you know, get as much information up front as she could. I didn't think about that. Look, I've been pretty straight with you. I've told you more about my history than I've told anyone else because I know where two sides of the same coin. You have the unique position of actually being able to understand what I have gone through in this life. Mm -hmm. How would you feel if you woke up tomorrow and realized that this friend of yours who has been guiding you your entire life was actually bringing everything you knew to ruin? I'd hate it. Yeah. Yeah. You might even be convinced to work with me, huh? We have our differences. I'm not going to say I haven't done some horrible things, because let me tell you, I definitely have. I've killed a lot of people. But I think if we were to weigh the the scales of bloodshed of your people and mine, I don't know if they'd quite be even at this point. Well, my hands aren't necessarily blood-free as well. We could let our people kill each other until there's almost no one left, but that doesn't really profit anyone. I'm telling you, we have the chance to end this. I'll do it. Excellent. Well. Alright. Great. Good Good talk. Uh, uh, okay. So you'll free everyone who you've encaptured here in Lake Ansel? Uh, for your family. No, everyone. I said your family. You said everyone. I said your family, they can walk out of the city. And go where? The fact... Okay, let me let me lay this out for you. I am trying to prolong this war until we can get what we need done, done. If I let all of the clerics walk out of the city, whatever forces are left over there are going to descend on Lake Ansel like a plague and murder every last orc in this place. They're the only thing stopping anyone from an all-out assault. They have to stay here. It keeps everyone safe. Your people won't move until those clerics are out. And my people won't move, because I'm the one in charge. Okay. Celia goes free. That could be arranged. I don't want her with them. I don't want just her by herself. We get to where we're going, and I'll give the command, but not before that point, because we don't trust each other. I know you don't trust me, and I'll be, I'll be quite frank, I, I do not trust you either. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Where are your... So here's what's going to happen. Your elf friend over there is going to take your family, can meet up with your sister after we have gotten to where we need to go and given the command, and they will return to wherever you came from. He will tell them that you've been captured, but you're resourceful, you'll you'll find your way out eventually. He just needs to buy time. He can't come with us. I would not recommend it where we're going. Unless uh, his pupils are gone too. I think this is a journey for the two of us. She looks at Carhoon. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I mean, he's he's gone everywhere with her since this. And she'll look at him and be like, "Keep them safe." What? Keep, Ooh, that- keep my family safe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When you, yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah, keep them safe. Sorry, I've been at a distance where I can't necessarily overhear your whole conversation. Oh, okay, sorry. But I'll assume you just got me up to speed. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, of course. How do you... You sure this is the right call? No. I mean, we could just try to kill him right now. But he doesn't seem to be lying about the whole archdevil thing. Maybe we don't need him. But Maybe he, he realizes he screwed up and he's just trying to keep himself alive. It sounds like maybe these archdevils are gonna kill him. Maybe he's just trying to save his own butt. I don't know. True. No, yeah. But, I mean... You and I have both seen... Instances and, and, and signs that there's been... You know, devilish influence here, here throughout. Yeah. And so, maybe he is just trying to save his own butt, and and, and maybe, th- you know, he just wants to save his own life, and that's fine. But it he seems to be telling the truth in that those forces would want to wreak havoc on the plane indiscriminately of, you know, who stands in their way. And maybe he's just selfishly wanting to do it for him, but if in the long run it does shut a door to devilish influence, then maybe that selfish reason is okay. If you think this is the call. I also don't have... I don't have Celia. I can't just... I make one wrong move and... You know, they'll kill her wherever she is. And I'll never even find where they were holding her. That's true. And I can't let her go. Not if I could do anything to stop it. Is there any way you'll be able to communicate once you get to where where you're going? I guess you have that stone, right? Maybe I could find the other one back in Stagpine. Yeah. I mean, do do the do sending stones work over planes? Okay. I mean, yeah. There's so, a minor chance they won't get to where they're going. I can. I'll keep this one, and and when you get back, get that other one, and then we'll be able to at least have some manner of communication. Okay. 
I don't necessarily like this. I really don't either. But if it's going to... Oh, goodness, devils too, man. Just when you think things couldn't get any worse. Right. They have to bring devils into the mix. I thought that dealing with Jasulka was enough of an issue. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Oof. But I think this is the right call. If you think so. All right. Look, I'll, I'll make sure they get to where they're going safe and sound. You... I'll let you know as soon as I get that stone. Okay. Um, Please do. Hmm. Um. Just be be on your toes. Yeah. He's a tricky devil. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you too. I'm. I. I know. <laughs> I mean, back before we met, I never would have thought. I mean, I couldn't have done all of this without you. And I'll. I'll miss not. I'll miss not having you there. Hey, look. We'll see each other soon. We will. We will. Okay. Are you gonna keep my cloak? Um. <laughs> I don't have to. No, you can. You'll probably need it more than I will, huh? I wasn't gonna say it, but that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Oh, well, look, when you get back, I think, uh,. Captain's lab is going to need to take us on a nice long cruise because goodness gracious <laughs> I think I've aged about 10 years in the couple months I've known you I, I feel you I, I think the same okay I'm back safe absolutely be with you you just uh look you can you could totally kill that guy if you need to I believe in you I'll sleep with one eye open alright you just you can get him <laughs> Alcrila would like, <laughs> would like that. Just, just saying, desperate times and all that. And talk about a desperate measure. Yeah, yeah, this is not necessarily a turn I would have uh, expected. Me neither. Okay. okay. Um, well, I'll go grab your family. Well, she's going to go to them first. <laughs> okay. And she's going to go over to, uh, you know, Marguerite, Armand, and Antony, and... She'll like get them all up, and be and like un- unbind their wrists if they were if they were bound, mm-hmm. and be like, "I'm sorry, you all had to go through this." Uh, they're happy to see you, but they're also kind of in shock. Yeah. So, uh, there are many tears. Okay. And some quick hugs. Okay. And, and she'll be also be like. Karun is going to take care of you. He's... I trust him with my life. And... You'll be safe with him. They... Nod and understand and... Your your parents are kind of clinging to you a little bit tighter than maybe they, they should be. Yeah. Karun's like, okay, I know. We need to... Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Sinclair. We need to... We need to go, okay? Um, they're crying. Really tight. Yeah. Celia will join you. I'll make sure of that. And 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 tell her that tell her that I was okay last time you saw me. And that I'm going to see her again. And it, it'll be of all five of us again. Soon. 
they not? Your mother and father tell you they love you. Love you too, guys. Carhoon, can you take that trunk with you? Of, of course I can. Wink. <laughs> All right. Craig ushers Private Shishkabob and Major Gretbag in to escort this group to the edge of town where they will be free to go. Your uh, parents look at you one last time as the doors swing close behind you and Carhoon waves. Says, I'll, I'll get them there safe. Okay. See you soon. See you soon. Talk to you soon. And the doors close. Craig says, Time is of the essence. But you look like garbage. I am sure I do. I feel like it. We leave in eight hours. Sergeant. Smorgasbord. (laughs) We'll show you. To a room. Okay. Get your rest. Eight hours. Be ready. Okay. A goblin walks in. Sergeant Smorgasbord here. (laughs) Follow me. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I've never had a conversation with a human before. Kind of weird, huh? Can't say I've had a conversation with a goblin. Well, goblins are... You should, you should try more often. We're quite the little chatterbugs. <laughs> Follow me. Okay. I'm surprised you, you didn't get killed. We're all wondering what it was going to do to you. I was expecting dismemberment at very least. You still got all your fingers? I, I do believe so. Well, dang. What'd you, t- what'd you t- talk about in there? A lot, a lot of things. Yeah, there, there were a couple bets on uh, drawing quartering, a couple torn feathers. You know, some some people were, were talking maybe maybe skinning alive, thumb screws. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean. So with what are the uh, what were the odds of none of the above? So did you all just lose money? Oh yeah, most of us lost money. The uh, leaving completely fine with no injuries was not really. Well, I think I think. Oh, I think Doug bet on that, so he, he probably made out like a bandit tonight. Yeah, he he's probably going to carry home all of your wages. Yeah, well, Doug. <laughs> he's always been the lucky one. Anyway, your room's right over here. Um, Thank you, Smorgasbord. Yeah. Try get a good night's sleep. Hope you have all your fingers when you wake up. <laughs> he closes the door. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, um, <laughs> like, can I do some sort of, I mean, like, is there a lock on the inside of the door that I can do to, like, make sure that no one else comes in? Uh, no. But you do get the sense that that smorgasbord locks the door as he closes it. There is, it's a small room. It's got, looks like it used to be a, you know, a cleric's quarters. It's a bed. And a nightstand, a glass of water, and a plate of food. Okay. What do you do? Um, I'll like put the dresser in front of the door. <laughs> I did not say there was a dresser. Oh, sorry. You said there was a bed and a a night nightstand. Maybe I said dresser. I meant nightstand. Oh, uh, nightstand. Uh, okay. I'm, I you you could have said nightstand, and I just heard dresser. Um, I guess I was actually probably picturing one of those like old timey wash basin mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll like stack the furniture in front of the door 
Um, can I check the foods for, like, poison or anything? Do you have detect poison? I mean, I do, but I don't have it prepared. Uh, you can make a investigation check. 23. Doesn't smell poison. Okay. If she can forego eating, she will forego eating. I mean, you probably can. You're just going to get weak at some point. But you're a druid, so you could probably good bury it up. Yeah, she's... I mean, she trusts Craig to a point, but only as far as she can throw him. So... It's probably not very far. Strength is, is not your strong suit. Exactly. Exactly why I said it that way, yeah. All right. So, do you just take a rest? I will take a rest. All right. You sit down on the table. Think about the conversation you had. Think about what's going on. What this even means. And what you're going to do as you're departing for the Shadowfell in eight hours. Happy 100. (gasps) But we're going to pick up there next episode. Woo! Happy 100! Happy 100! Uh, I did not see this episode going this way. Have to say. Thought not? Thought not? Yeah. No. Not in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Completely did not expect this. Well, I still could pull a few surprises wow. out of my hat. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What is an asshole? Okay. Uh, uh. Okay, I'll freak out later. <laughs> well... Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. It's a really great way for us to reach uh, more people with our game and with our story and so that they can start listening to some of our 100 episodes. Uh, Really thank you all so much for all of your support over the almost two years, over these 100 episodes. You know, we, we make this because it's fun for us but it's also just so enjoyable for y'all to be enjoying it as well and and it just really you know fills our heart with warmth when we hear your kind words um and hear that you guys are enjoying listening and it's just so wild that we've been able to create a hundred episodes for you guys um and it's just really amazing and we couldn't have done it without y'all so thank you all so much for supporting us and we will catch y'all next week